Good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and uh, I'm on my way to work. Starting out this morning. It is a warmer than usual, at least recently usual, or the recent usual. Uh, January morning, so it's January, I believe, 30th today. To double check that, somehow. Yeah, I think it's January 30th. And, uh, yeah, I recorded a podcast last week, and half of it uh, didn't get recorded because of a, a blip that happened on the way. Somehow my Bluetooth decided to to disconnect and then reconnect and when it did it stopped the audio recording so I'll try to be sensitive to that today if it happens I'll try to jump on that but anyway I decided I'm, I think I've decided to just uh, trash the entire podcast from last week it it only recorded the first seven minutes and when I tried to go back and, and take up where I had left off because I do it off the cuff kind of the inspiration and the flow and the continuity was gone so I don't really think it's worth it to post it. So I'll do a new one today and probably post this uh, forthwith uh, to make it more yeah, relevant. Um, so this is an interesting week for me. My wife is gone for the entire work week. So basically she'll be gone Monday night through Friday night. She's in Tokyo, uh, Tokyo spending time with my daughter. My daughter goes to high school in Tokyo. And anyway, my daughter's home parents, she's, she's homestaying with a Christian family there. Uh, they are uh, away for a retreat for about 10 days. And so my wife decided to go down there and, and uh, so she's taken off her classes. And uh, so she's there. So it's just me and the dog at home. Grandpa's off at a short-term old folks' home or nursery home for the week as well. He'll be, he'll be back Sunday, I think. So, yeah, we uh, we are we are alone, just me and the dog. And it's uh, to tell you the truth, it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. I'm still working, right? So Monday and Tuesdays are my heaviest. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I suppose fairly equal if you include all of the travel time. So Monday, Tuesday, today is Wednesday. Um, but still, when you've got when you've got time to yourself that you usually don't have, or or you have you know certain chores that come up that you might usually have to do that suddenly aren't there for a while. It's sort of like a little holiday. And uh, I'm gonna get to the point where, where I really miss my wife, obviously. Um, um, but we've been married almost 30 years now, and I haven't quite gotten there yet. Uh, sorry, Tomoko. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's been kind of fun. So one thing I've been doing to to uh, make the time pass. Um, is uh, watching, um, 
guess sort of binge watching, but I have slept the last two nights, but watching uh, episodes of The Ranch. I don't know if you've seen The Ranch. It's uh, one of the more adult, it's probably the most adult comedy I've ever seen. That in the 70s show. Uh, and oddly enough, my my daughter put me onto the show, who, quite frankly, I don't think is adult enough to watch it. But, you know, she is about to turn 20, and, you know, she, she watches what she watches, I guess. Um, so, but, it, even though it has a lot of adult stuff in it, and it it has a lot of very human stuff, such as uh, drinking and sex, and, and uh, you know, one of the characters, or a couple of the characters, are particularly promiscuous. Uh, deals with divorce. Deals with uh, what do you call it? Unwanted or uh, pregnancy out of wedlock. Deals with miscarriages. Um, deals with faith sometimes uh, and family relationships I would say is the big thing it's about a family who's had multi-generations living on this struggling ranch in Colorado and uh, and all that entails you know the, 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 how, how the past uh, dictates the present and, and, and the fear of, of not being able to carry that into the future and, and all of those things and then you got finances in there as well and it really comes down to it's a it's a it's a story about life and uh i'm careful uh i i i wouldn't recommend this to anybody who's not fairly solid in their faith um i guess uh without making the uh assertion that i am um quite a bit of humor to it, you know, uh, not to be too morbid, but uh, the things that characters do uh, are, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a proven genre, so I guess I don't need to uh, defend myself for watching it too much, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think if, if you need to be reminded that the tragedies that you face, uh, you don't face alone, that there are other people in the world that have these problems. And if they didn't, 
nobody would know how to write these shows, right? They're writing from from experiences that they've heard about and you know, that actually exist. In someone else's life, of course, it's done in a fictional and humorous way. Um, yeah, maybe it's just the release you need, you know. Um, it's interesting, anyway. And some of the theological things that come up, of course, I'm interested in theology, but not everybody may see them as such, but I kind of, you know, get interested in the, in the way that they they pop up because really theology is <clears throat> it's everywhere it's part of everyone's life um, you know theology if if there is a God and if that's knowable to any degree then theology would be the most important uh, way we could spend our time right so if there's a creative creator God um, and he is in any way knowable uh, then the knowing then learning about God is to learn about ourselves right if he created us uh, then one way to know about ourselves is to know about him and this is the direction I was going last week um, <clears throat> so I, I forget who said it but somebody said know thyself right Above all, know thyself, or something like this. It's probably Shakespeare. Uh, it could be uh, one of the uh, Enlightenment um, philosophers, Descartes, or something like that. But I don't know. But anyway, um, most of us would would say that we probably know ourselves pretty well. Like we can anticipate how we would react in different situations because you know. In thinking about that, we do react, right? So, but I, I, I think we don't know ourselves as, as well as we think we do. I think we don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. Um, and one of the reasons is we don't know who created us as well as we could. And I think knowing the Creator helps us understand ourselves, you know, why we are the way we are. Um, for example, why is it that people are able to starve themselves? You know, why is that? Why, how can a person uh, who is, uh, you know, completely healthy um, make a decision to starve themselves? Now, not taking away for the, you know, the fact that there may be insane people out there who uh, are insane, and this causes them to do it. But there are healthy people that make the same decision. They decide, right? They make a decision. They have a reason to starve themselves, and actually, they have the willpower to do so, right? Uh, and that that's without being ill necessarily in any way. <clears throat> there are people who make a decision to starve themselves and there's no illness involved. Um, now, some people may disagree. Uh, now, animals animals uh, will stop eating from time to time when they're ill. But no animal who's hungry when having a steak laid before him will 
forego eating that steak on principle. <laughs> but humans can do that, right? We can do that. So why are we, why are we that way? Uh, how, how, how are we able to make sacrifices, right? Why, why are we able to do that? Um, why are we able to uh, put off um, joy today for security tomorrow? Right? What makes us have the ability to sacrifice? What gives us the ability to love somebody else more than we love ourselves? Right? Where does that come from? Uh, survival is one of the most basic instincts there is. And it's human as well as animal. We have, we have the have survival instincts, and ours are probably not as good as, as animals. Uh, but when we're cold, uh, we're going to seek warmth. When we're hungry, we're going to seek food. When we're thirsty, we'll seek water. Um, and then procreation, I think, is an extension of survival instinct, right? So that our 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 gene pool, our you know legacy, will continue physically at least procreate it's a it's a survival instinct right we have these uh, when there's a scarcity our instinct is to hoard right uh, if I think there's not going to be enough water for me tomorrow I'm going to be by twice as much today <clears throat> these instincts are all survival based right uh, if somebody uh, else has a chance to get something that I want or I need my instinct is to go to war, to defeat them in some way, you know, uh, fairly or unfairly. <laughs> of course, all's fair in love and war, so they say. Um, so why why are we able, at times, to put that survival instinct on hold? You know, how are we able to say, I'm hungry, but my child is important to me? And the food that I need, I'm going to give to that child, or to my spouse, uh, or to that man on the street who I've never met. Right? How are we able to do that? <clears throat> now, of course, a lot of people say, "Well, there are, there are alter, ul ulterior motives, right? That people's motives are not." are never completely pure and that they have something else in mind that would yeah my bluetooth just popped off again sorry about that um <clears throat> I'll just stop reconnect it safely thing is I left just a few minutes early today so uh yeah don't know why that's popping off sorry about that uh so why is it, you know, that we're able to do that? Um, why, and why are we so different than uh, it would seem the rest of the animal world is? That seems to be a big difference. Why is it that we have this desire to improve our surroundings? Why, why do we constantly try to bigger and better, right? What makes us be 
obsessed by biggering and bettering, right? Making things uh, larger and yet larger. Tower of Babel comes to mind. Uh, and better and better. Uh, things that are developed over time, like, like medications and, and uh, technologies of various things, right? What, what gives us that instinct? And what gives us the instinct to create things for seemingly no reason at all? What, what, what gives somebody, somebody the instinct to create an image of a turtle using clay? Or to etch out of a mountain the likeness of a president? Uh, what gives someone the instinct to write a song? symphony or to uh, paint a masterpiece where, where does that instinct come from right. why do we do that Not, no other animals without rigorous training I've seen elephants paint pictures that's why I say this uh, do this right they don't they don't they don't make things just for the joy of it they make tools few animals make tools. Crows have been known to, to use twigs, right, to actually cut and size a twig for what they need it to, uh, for what they need it for. For example, digging up grubs from a piece of wood or a tree. Um, some animals will use a tool. They'll be able to, to have that mental capacity. Um, but humans create things that are completely useless, like pinwheels. Pinwheels are useless, <laughs> right? Um, okay, a car I get, uh, you know, create a car, fine. Um, the Batmobile, no reason at all, right? It's it's for entertainment. It's it's fantasy. Why are we able to fantasize, right? To imagine and to make things from our imagination. Very different from the rest of the rest of the animal kingdom, right? As far as we know. Uh, <clears throat> so, trying to trying to figure out these mysteries, right? Why humans are the way they are, and why they are so different uh, from other animal life on this planet right how do you how do you work that out right uh, why does why does a human wear clothes right why why do we why do we put on clothes and why do we spend a half hour trying to decide whether to wear blue or brown Why do we have this obsession with the way we look, the way, uh, and, and having fun with fashion and other artistic things? Right? We're, we're we're really an anomaly, and yet we seem to be the highest life on Earth. Right? We seem to be uh, the dominant species on this Earth.
So where are, where are we to find the answers to these things? Now, some scientists, I think, would say that all of that is just evolution. It's just the way we evolved because of our large cranium size uh, and, and the, the capacity of our brains. We have evolved into planes uh, that are unlike other animals. But I don't think you can you can um, dismiss all of those things, right? The the other big thing is religion, right? What what gives us this desire to please something we can't see, something we can't hear, smell, or touch? What gives us this desire? Uh, and what helps us know that there is something else out there, right? Humans are weird. I mean, we're just weird. If you, if you line us up with all of the other animals on Earth, we are odd. Right? I'm driving here on a road that costs millions of dollars, lined by uh, power lines and, and, and electric poles um, with stoplights. Uh, signs, right? We have maps. We have we have writing. Nobody else has writing. Um, it's it's just odd, right? We we don't seem to to fit on this earth. We seem to be, uh, if if you take us as a species, we seem to be out of place on this earth. And why is that, right? What 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 has what has made us so odd? And of course, I would say it's because we are made in the image of the Creator God. And maybe more in the image of the rest of His creation, right? Uh, or at least uniquely in His image when compared to the rest of creation. Uh, and so knowing, knowing that Creator, what could be more important than that, right? What could be more important than that? And so man's existence up to this point uh, seems to seems to be it seems that you can sum it all up in this. Man is trying to build a pedestal to God. Man is obsessed with uh, finding God. Uh, and and raising himself up to the level of that God in some way, and I think that's the that's the point of the Tower of Babel, right? Um, or at least one of them. <clears throat> Man is trying to to earn his way, to build his way, to create his way into the presence of God, right? And whether that's through your behavior, through your giving. Through your building, uh, rockets, the space program, whatever. We're trying to elevate, we are trying to elevate the status of man uh, to the level of God. That's what we do with medicine. That's what we do in the justice system, to tell you the truth. Uh, these things are, are ways that we uh, are attempting to be gods. What gives us that instinct? 
maybe everything we do is because we're made in the image of that God. And so knowing that God better uh, will go a long ways toward us knowing ourselves. Um, and there's a great end to this story. There's a, there's, there's a great culmination of this story. And that is, God decides to do this for us. Right? God, in his wisdom, saw us striving for him and knew. for him is is not necessary because he's going to come to us. And that's the story of Jesus. Jesus became man, right? He he became God in the flesh. And he entered our world as a man, lived as a man, interacted with people as a normal man. He was a he was a, a son and a brother and a friend. Messiah, uh, and he he came to our level to introduce himself to us and to say, "This is who God is." Right, and in a lot of ways, he's saying that God's not so different than you. You're made in His image, after all. Right. Uh, God is able to create things for the pure joy of it. I mean, look at flowers. Look at colorful birds. Couldn't those have been done completely differently? Look at sunsets. Sunsets hold no uh, inherent value. Sunrises. Uh, right? God created things for the beauty of it. For the enjoyment of it. He got enjoyment out of the creation and enjoyment out of the fact that we would be enjoying it. Jesus taught us that the reason we have the ability to sacrifice is because that's his nature. God's nature is sacrifice. Right? He is the Lamb of God. <laughs> wow. The Lamb of God crucified before the foundations of the world. That's just his character. He's he's the crucified lamb. He's his character is to bear our sins and our shortcomings and our weaknesses, right? To take them upon himself and let you know in no 
uncertain terms that they don't matter to him. He loves you nonetheless. Right? And so him dying on the cross was his way to say, this is who I am. The reason you can sacrifice is because that's my very nature. My very nature is to love you more than I love myself. To love you completely and without condition. What gives you the, the ability to uh, bigger and better? Well, that's what I do, right? I built mountains and I built bigger mountains. I built oceans and I built bigger oceans, right? And I built you to better yourselves, to be able to make that decision that, hey, I'm, I'm wanting in this area, I can do better, right? Uh, all of those instincts are because that's the nature of God, right? The nature of God uh, is that we create and improve, um, that we, we subdue our environment, right? Uh, and I don't mean that in a in a negative way, right? I think I think certain certain people would take that and to the nth degree and say that destruction of the environment is God ordained. I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that God created this world as a as a playpen for us in a sense, uh, full of all kinds of materials uh, and all kinds of of promise and potential, right? And all of that is because that's who he is, right? That's what he does. He, he sees potential and he creates uh, and finds great joy in creation. And we can too. Um, so knowing God and who he is, uh, I think is a wonderful way for us to know ourselves better, right? Uh, and the great thing about that is, by knowing God as found in Jesus, and understanding that all the things that we do that do not reflect God's nature, right, when we go against what we were created for, into the unnatural, uh, or the sinful, if you will, that God doesn't hold those things against us, that we are we are forgiven for that, and we, uh, our place is already assured by his side, in his kingdom, here on earth, and forevermore. Um, I think the knowledge of that um, will help us live in this life with far more joy. It's not that knowing that takes away all the sadness but at least we know that in each each sadness is a seed of hope that in each each scary thing and and thing that we perceive as negative or bad uh, all of those things contain the absolute potential uh, to bring you joy or or to to bring you resolution and it may happen in this life 
and it may not happen in this life. Um, and yet, if if you can understand and and embrace the character of God as found in Jesus, then you can know that He's He's doing everything and has done everything possible to make all of your sorrows and sadnesses pay off, all of your pain, all of your struggle. Uh, he is doing everything and has done everything to make those things resolve in a way that is to your benefit uh, and everyone's benefit. Um, amazing Grace, right? You know, a lot of us sing this song, Amazing Grace. Uh, amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Right? We sing that. But I think in our minds, we're like, as long as that's the last day of my life. As long as that's the last minute of my life, then I'm, I'm safe. Right? Uh, I once was blind, but now I see. Okay, take me now, Lord, in case, in case I get blind again. Uh, but I don't think that was uh, Wilberforce's uh, message there. Uh, we're all blind, in a sense. Uh, at least partially, right? None of us see uh, without a veil. This world is a veil in and of itself uh, that, that hides the reality uh, that we exist with God now, right? We, we are with him now. He's, he's not far from us. He's never far from us. He's never been far from us. Um, yeah, so, yeah, in a sense, that's kind of the message I've always had, you know, that, well, I've always had, or, or you know, I've always believed, but, you know, know Jesus. Get to know Jesus. Spend time in the Gospels. Spend time in nature. Spend time with people. Um, and by knowing God as found in Jesus, uh, you'll know yourself better. And I think you'll enjoy yourself better. And I think you'll enjoy other people better. You'll enjoy life better. And it's not that you should do that for that purpose, right? Those are just those are just the benefits of knowing Christ, um, and there will still be pain, and sorrow, and disappointment, and death, and fear. Those things will not disappear because that's part of the veil that this world is throwing at us constantly. Um, but to have joy through all of that. Be able to have joy through all of that, to to have faith through all of that, despite all that stuff, to be able to embrace some of that pain, embrace some of that suffering, knowing um, that in it contain the seeds uh, of perfection, of eternal life, 
of the reconciling of everything that's wrong with this world. Don't go to Jesus for self-improvement. Uh, that's the wrong way about it. Go to Jesus to learn who he is and thereby learning who you are in him. All right, well, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I hope I said something today that resonates with you. Uh, please, I, I relish your comments uh, and uh, feedback, whether it's on uh, Facebook, iTunes, or SoundCloud. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye.